0: How's it going? Good. What
1: How episode are, you? are we on? 15? 15. Jinx.
0: <sighs> you yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're so cool. You
1: do it too, so I don't want to hear
0: nothing. Yeah, but...
1: Not a damn thing I am you.
0: cool. Hmm? You don't think so? Hmm. Whatever.
1: Let's continue. Let's not hurt your feelings right at the start.
0: So it's episode 15. You're listening to Drink. Drunk. dead Dead. we are your hosts i'm emily i'm joel so welcome hello hopefully by 15 we've kind of figured out what we're doing probably not probably not to be honest i imagine that we'll get like 30 episodes in and still have those days where we're just like wait a minute what
1: (laughs) and it's not anything related to the drinking
0: no that could not possibly have anything to do with it that wouldn't make any sense Drinking does not do that to your memory or your train of thought.
1: No, it's it's tribal medicine in a lot of cultures, honestly.
0: Dude, do you hear Otto losing his mind He's in the pooping. basement? Oh. <laughs> this
1: he does that meow when he poops. I
0: know. <laughs> so what oh, do guys, you Guys, come smell it. It's awesome. I know you get so proud. You make sure the whole house can hear him every time he poops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Keeping it classy with the vodka and Sprite with blackberries.
0: Oh, you did add the berries. Did spice it up. Mm. I wasn't feeling it tonight. I tried the vodka Sprite. It was just me. Not in the mood for it. So I'm going with the coconut rum punch, which we had on another episode. I can't remember what episode, but this is really fucking good. It's so good.
1: I think that was the haunted person's one.
0: Was it? It might have been.
1: Yeah, because we were looking up all the other ones, like fisting in a Mexican prison, and then I think you found that one, and you really liked it.
0: Yeah, but we found something with a funny name. I think this is something I just did because I like coconut rum.
1: Right, but one of those ones that we looked up called for the coconut rum, and then you ended up making that because you found it somewhere else because it had the coconut rum, and we had the grenadine.
0: You may be right. I don't know. I'd have to. I'm
1: look. always right.
0: Yeah, you think you are. What about Russia? Where is Russia located? In Russia. Mm, you're funny. What continent would Russia be
2: on? Russia. hmm
0: I think it's so funny. What was the show that we were watching with Ellen DeGeneres, and that question came up? <laughs> I was like, I know the fucking answer, but Joel doesn't.
1: Joel knows everything. Uh huh. <laughs> only part of it's in Asia.
0: Well, what was you the answer on the? What clear. was the answer on the game show the other night?
1: Not whatever you said.
0: Asia? Yeah, it was. And she won because... uh, I'm smart.
1: No, she won by another person's fault.
0: Why? Because the other person thought that Russia was in Europe and they were wrong, which is where you thought Russia was.
1: I didn't say it was in Europe.
0: Pretty sure you did. No. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. I will. Eventually. Anyway, moving on from stupid stuff. Your Bullshit. What's new with you?
1: You're bullshit. It's like that's not new with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a whole lot, brother. It's our first week after classes. Yeah. I'm back to working full time.
0: Yeah, that kind of sucks.
1: Tell me about it.
0: You're not. You're never around.
1: It's not fun for me either.
0: Yeah, well, it's not fun trying to take care of kids with a broken hand. Thanks a lot.
1: It's not my fault. You can blame me all you want, but you know you're the one who put up that poopy block.
0: Oh, so it's my fault for blocking your blow? Pretty much. I should have just taken it?
1: Yeah. You know, if if it would have hit the intended target, you probably just would have passed out for a few Which hours. Was probably
0: but... like my neck.
1: No, it was like your boob or side or something because <laughs> you put your arm up like above whatever judo yeah. chop
0: mm-hmm i I got back to the lab this week, which I was happy about, but it's a little hectic, and it's weird being there alone, except that I did run into a few people and they scared the living shit out of me because they're the kind of people that you're in the middle of doing something and it's, you know, when I'm in the lab, I have my podcasts on and I haven't gotten to listen to podcasts in so long, which is funny as a podcaster, I have not right. gotten to stay up to date on my shows. So I have my podcasts on full blast and they're dark and twisted and inappropriate and they're my kind of humor and entertainment and people will pop up in the fucking doorway <laughs> when I'm looking down at something and I have all this noise in my ears and scare the living shit out of me. Good for them. Oh, my God. So many times I thought I was going to throw up just from somebody scaring me so bad.
1: You have such a weak stomach.
0: I do. Yeah, I do.
1: I can't have fun scaring you because you're like, ah, make me throw up.
0: <laughs> so make me throw up. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, right. Then you'd be like, you have to clean it up. Well,
0: that's true.
1: I'm not cleaning that up. Why not? Because I'm not touching other people's puke. If you, If I... <laughs> If I have to clean up your puke, I will throw it myself.
0: (laughs) You're going to struggle once we have kids. Like our own kids and they're puking all over the place. That's why you're doing it. Oh, thanks. I'm so lucky. Butthead. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot else going on, huh? Should I get into some weird facts for you then? Sure. All right. I got some good ones for you this week. I've been having fun looking up these. Weird facts. This week I went with hot sauce because I know how much you love hot sauce. You're kind of an addict. I do love hot sauce. Just a little bit. You put it on freaking everything. Not everything. Damn near.
1: Okay, damn near, but not everything.
0: Okay. So, hot sauce. It's been around a while. Uh, The first commercially available hot sauce was introduced in 1807. So, it's been around for 200 years. It's technically physically addictive. Cause it causes the body to release endorphins, which I thought this was funny. Ironically, these are natural painkillers.
1: The endorphins.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: But hot I mean, stuff. that's
1: just how like a, a a medication works.
0: But medication doesn't burn the shit out of your mouth,
1: right? It's just go, a different Here. way to
0: attack it. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. It burns the fuck out of your mouth and then body's releases can't like, like hear the natural painkillers to enjoy it even more.
1: that's why like you'll get numb or people just like start getting like hallucinating if you eat something real real hot oh yeah yeah like ghost peppers and stuff
0: if you eat too much garlic it'll make you hallucinate too oh yeah yeah i found that one out the fun way (laughs) i like garlic but trust me to get there you have to eat a lot of fucking garlic so just don't do Uh, it i smelled for like two weeks after yeah
1: I mean, it's kind of just a perpetual garlic smell coming from you anyways. It was so.
0: delicious, man. It's so good. Not so bad anymore. I don't eat the raw garlic anymore. Just raw onions. Yeah. You're a lucky man.
1: Sure am.
0: <laughs> the UK is home to two of the hottest chilies and two of the most naturally hot sauces in the world, which I thought was interesting. I wouldn't have predicted the UK. I would have thought maybe like South America or something. But no, Down there losing their minds again. Yep. Uh, where most of the world focuses on producing heat in their sauces, Mexico focuses more on flavor, which is probably why I like their stuff so much. It's not just about burning the shit out of your tongue.
1: It's about the profile So yeah, burning you get the shit s- out of your
0: tongue. Yeah, you get something good out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Mexico! If you're really into Tabasco brand sauce... And you're active in the military, you can contact them for free bottles. It's Something they've been doing, I think, since World War II or something like that, that they'll give away. No, since the Civil War. Yeah, it goes way back.
1: Mexico gives U.S. soldiers...
0: No, no. the This has nothing to do with Mexico. This is Tabasco brand. Oh. Um, it gives the military free bottles of hot sauce. So if you really like the Tabasco brand hot sauce, and you're active military... Write them up and they'll send it to you.
1: Maybe that's why people keep signing like ten-year contracts with the military, just for free hot sauce.
0: If you really like your hot sauce, it might be worth it.
1: I wonder if they if there's a cap to it.
0: You're not a big fan of the to Tabasco fan. Um,
1: if it's the only thing, I'll take it. It's very acidic to me.
0: Hm. Mm. Yeah. Has a lot to do with like to the how they balance things. For the Frank's Red Hot Lovers, which you prefer the Frank's over Tabasco. Yeah. You're not supposed to keep it in the fridge because it actually dulls the flavor.
2: Hmm.
0: Something about the vinegars in it. Supposed oh, yeah. to, it's, um, vin- the vinegars in it are a natural preservative. You never have to refrigerate it. You can leave it out.
1: So if we ever have to prepare for nuclear warfare. Frank's.
0: So all that, that gigantic-ass bottle of Franks that we have in our refrigerator right now, uh-huh. should probably just take it out and let it be.
1: We don't have any more Franks.
0: We do down in the basement.
1: Yeah. We have the Sweet Baby Ray's buffalo in there.
0: Oh, I have the Franks yeah. big bottle downstairs. Uh, Franks is literally the reason we have buffalo wings. It was um, so the person who invented buffalo wings in Buffalo. Uh it was what was what they what she had available in her kitchen when they were invented, so I think the story goes that a woman who worked at a restaurant or something she was trying to feed her son, her teenage son and his friends, mm-hmm. and she had some chicken wings and then she had Frank's red hot sauce, so she tossed them together and that's how buffalo wings were born.
1: Shouts out to you, ma
0: yep, and Frank's Tabasco at seven hundred Scoville's. Is hotter than Frank's Red Hot, which comes in at 450 Scovilles. So neither of
1: them are that bad.
0: Okay. I don't think. I'm a wuss. <laughs> Frank's Red Hot gets my nose running. I can't. <laughs> it's good in small doses, but can't. Yeah.
1: the sweet baby rays kind of smells like a nail polish remover sometimes.
0: I can't say that I've noticed that. Or picked well, up on you that don't scent? don't eat it, though. The Sweet Baby Ray's?
1: The buffalo? Not the creamy. Oh. The buffalo.
0: I like the creamy. I know you do. It's so good.
1: It's pretty good. You can thank me for that. Go ahead.
0: Thank you. That wow. was delicious. Thank you for introducing me to that.
1: Yeah. Well, you remember the first time you ever had something similar was at Burger King. Uh-huh. And they have the creamy sriracha. I think something like that, yeah. And you tried it and you really liked it. And then we picked that up, the Sweet Baby Ray's, and you were, you were hooked.
0: Forever. And that is how I got way too fat. No. That is how I got heavier than I want to be. No.
1: You cannot blame it on a <laughs> sauce.
0: I can It's all salty and full of sugars. Those are two big things that make you go What? You're not
1: drinking it out the bottle. You have you it like are. twice a week. I don't know. I don't use that.
0: Okay. You're the only one that No, but you that. use the Red Hot. Yeah. That's like straight salt.
1: Salt's good for you. It uh-huh. helps your receptors <laughs> talk.
0: So we've had our drinks.
1: Hold on, let me take one. Emily's drunk.
0: You always say that. You think I'm drunk.
1: i will say I'm drunk?
0: I'll shut up. I'm not drunk.
1: Nah. No, Fuck yeah. I know when you're drunk. i know my limit. You say things like, you're getting laid tonight and the sky is pink
0: is that what i say yeah those things come out of my mouth so often yeah so we've had our drinks but neither
1: of them are true
0: maybe we're a little drunk on our way there now it's time don't for the
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I muted you out. Gag.
0: Yeah. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> we're doing hot You hear the
1: helicopter out there? I'm coming do hear to the arrest helicopter. you. I had the FBI waiting in mm, case you were yeah. going to do it. They have a tap on our streams right now.
0: I was doing the voice earlier and he was getting all upset about it.
1: <laughs> were you?
0: Yeah, you were playing in the living room with Warner's Lego train. You don't remember? Don't remember you this. threw a fit over it. You got so upset about it. Are
1: you sure I wasn't talking to Warner?
0: No, they weren't even down here. You were literally playing with our children's Legos by yourself.
1: So? You got something against it, brother? You play with Legos.
0: Not really.
1: Yes, really.
0: No, I play when they want me to play. I'm not a Lego person. Was as a kid, not as a grown up.
1: Oh, yeah, well, you play bingo. Burn. Bingo's fucking fun,
0: man. Leave me alone. It's addictive.
1: Bingo is fun. I win. (laughs) You gotta play for real.
0: (laughs) I want to play for real. I don't care if I have to go elbow all those old ladies out of the way. I want to fucking play some bingo.
1: You can get some good shit, done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At the firehouses. You win some money.
0: We're not going to be doing that for a while, though, are we? Well. Can I just say... Can I put it out there? Fuck the Coronavirus.
1: No, you can't, because now you're going to die.
0: Don't say that.
1: You brought it into the universe.
0: You brought it into the universe.
1: You brought it first.
0: I'm saying fuck you to this thing that came over and shit on everything we know. Shit on the whole world. Fuck you, coronavirus. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Take your shitty shit shit somewhere else. Facts. We don't want it. Go away. Go hang out in the Bats. Anyway, this week is Haunted Houses. I'm excited for it. Are you? I've got a good one. It's one I actually had never heard of until I started doing the research. So this was all new to me. I was excited. I liked it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to take you on a ride. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah.
1: Is it like the ride at Waldemar? The ride.
0: the train
1: horns? Spooky ride.
0: The Wacky Shack? Yes.
1: (laughs) Use your brain. We're talking about haunted houses (laughs) rides. I know what I was talking about. (laughs) I know what I was talking Uh, about.
0: uh, Quit picking your nose. I'm
1: not. I'm rubbing my mustache. (laughs)
0: Sure. Now I'm picking my nose. (laughs) All right. All right. Let me get my glasses on here so I can see what's going on. Quit
2: picking your nose.
0: I put my glasses on. Mm -hmm. I'm old.
1: Obviously by the okay, comment man. about bingo.
0: And what the Dilio Was that sure last week? week? Last week? Last
1: Black. week? Like, queen, last week, out.
0: Okay, so, in London, at 50 Berkeley Square, stands a four-level... Yeah, level... we were going to lose viewers yeah, no, if so... you keep doing that. <laughs> so, in London, at 50 Berkeley Square, there is a four-level brick townhouse that was built in the mid 1700s in the late Georgian style, so it kind of looks um, very kind of Philadelphia during the American Revolution kind of thing. hmm It's a very pretty place. I looked up pictures online.
1: Oh yeah, I went there. During you went, the revo-
0: you you went to Fifty Berkeley Square?
1: No, to Philadelphia. Okay. During well, the Revolution.
0: Mm, you went there during the Revolution. I
1: did. I was visiting my sister.
0: You've been around longer than I thought you have. That explains the dust in your britches.
1: Joke's on you. I don't wear (laughs) britches.
0: That's not a joke. I'm well aware. It is found in one of the most affluent areas in London, and it has been home to multiple prime ministers, including Winston Churchill, which I thought was pretty interesting. It was once known as the most haunted house in London and was considered cursed, and it still shows up on a lot of their most haunted lists. Many people were rumored to have died in the home just from terror caused by, quote, a nameless horror that lived inside. And literally there were newspaper clippings of talking about this house that just said nameless horror. The nameless horror strikes again kind of thing. There's a brothel? No, it's it's an upscale house. Do you think that was funny? (laughs) I don't know why you would think that's funny.
1: The nameless horror... Horror. I know.
0: Hara, the nameless Hara.
1: Like a New yorkan
0: Is it a New Yorker? Hara. The Hara. In the 1950s, a sign was put up outside of the house that said it was unsafe due to hauntings, which supposedly still hangs today. But um, I like I said, I went and I looked at pictures online, and I couldn't see it. But I know that the top floor is still sealed off to visitors to this day. Uh, sightings of ghosts on the premises started being reported as early as 1789, so short, not too long after it was built they started having ghost sightings. The ghost was thought to be that of a young woman named Adelaide who had thrown herself from a top floor window to escape her abusive uncle. She was she was regularly seen dangling from the windowsill screaming before she, before disappearing as she fell, which I'm sure is a pretty fucking traumatic thing to see if you don't realize that it's a spirit until it disappears, and then you're like, the oh, fuck respirator. am I losing my mind?
1: I going to say, how many times could she fall?
0: No, it was like re- replaying over and over. Uh, so there were dozens of sightings of Adelaide. It happened, I think they said 50 or more sightings of Adelaide for a while.
1: That's like, did you ever see the thing... People are doing it more often now, but there was a guy who... Um, got like a t-shirt and, or a long sleeve shirt and pants and stuffed it with like straw and stuff and then uh nailed it up to his gutters during halloween so it looked like there was a person dangling from the gutters and like they find him the cops find oh because it cause scared people, people? Were calling yeah
0: that is kind of mean it's funny I like the one that Christmas with the Grinch, and it's basically somebody put up like one string of Christmas lights and they just have the Grinch that's pulling them down. (laughs) Their lazy Christmas decoration that cracks me up. But it works. It's funny. (laughs) So Adelaide was also reported to wander the upper floor. So she would move furniture around and she would make knocking noises. And when she manifested... She was seen as a woman in white or as a brown mist, and she was said to be able to frighten people to death.
1: I've never heard of a brown mist before.
0: I know. I just, when I first read that, all I could think was like giant shit stained mist. Just like, I don't know why it's like fart cloud mist to me. That's what I think. Fart cloud mist? Yeah. Although, to be fair, in cartoons, fart cloud mists are more green.
1: Is there an organization that sets standards on fart clouds? Does it have to be a certain density, certain ratios, colors?
0: I think it's just the noxiousness of its nature that makes it green. Makes sense. It's It associates with the color that your face is going to turn when you smell it. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so she was a big brown mist.
1: Big old fart cloud.
0: Was she a shart? Maybe. She might have been a shart. That's sad.
1: A shart of a horror.
0: She wasn't a whore. She was a girl trying to escape her own. Horror. No, you didn't.
1: I did. I pronounced it. I emphasized the horror.
0: Uh-huh. All I heard was horror.
1: You hear what you want to hear.
0: <laughs> there are also a few other origin stories of the haunt that include a young girl that was killed by a sadistic servant and a boy that was locked in the attic and fed through a hole in the door until he lost his mind and died. Which to me is just a fucking nightmare. I, I don't even want to imagine somebody doing that to a child.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's awful. In 1840, nobleman Sir Robert Warboys, literally war and boys, that's his name, had gone out for a few drinks and was eventually dared by drunken friends to stay the night on the second floor, which, you know, I I heard weird reports, like varying reports of the second floor is the most haunted or the fourth floor. Is the most haunted but everybody goes it's the top floor well it's definitely more than a two-story home i i looked at it so it has to be the fourth floor or nothing guys <laughs> get your story straight anyway so war Boys goes he's dared to stay on the second floor since he thinks the idea of a building being haunted is just quote poppycock. poppycock poppycock it's poppycock so what he does is he goes and he meets up with the landlord and he arranges with him to stay the night. But the landlord did not like this idea and he warned him to keep a pistol by his side. And they set up like a a bell system, you know, those old servant bell, but it was just kind of a bell on a string that Sir Robert could ring for help if anything went wrong. So around midnight, which I think was only about an hour after Sir Robert got there, the bell starts ringing and ringing and ringing, waking up the landlord. So he goes to get out of bed and then he hears the pistol fire. So he bolts up the stairs and busts in the room, right? But
1: The landlord lives there?
0: Yeah. Or next door. Didn't say. But they're, they're townhouses, so they're connect buildings, connected mm-hmm. buildings. So if he's next door, it's not like it's a long walk. Long drive. Yeah, back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> Uh, So, he bursts into the room. The only thing that he saw was Sir Robert, which was hunched over in the corner, apparently dead. And he was still holding the pistol. When the landlord goes to look more closely at Sir Robert, he sees that his face was really messed up. And the man's lips were kind of pulled back in this grimace. And his eyes were bucking out of his head. So, he looked like he was literally scared to death. It was never figured out what he fired at. There was just a hole in the wall across from him, across from the body. And that was it. That was Sir Robert Warbodies.
1: Warbodies. I wonder if somebody who was a believer is more likely not to, to die.
0: More likely not to die?
1: Yeah, because like of of shock, I guess. Mm. Because if you're not expecting something, you don't believe it, and then something shows up, I I would feel like that would be more of a what-the-fuck than if you were maybe expecting something or at least prepared for something to show up.
0: Well, I did see um, a couple of websites that were speculating about what this haunt was, whether it was really spirits that were still there that were scaring people to death. Like, does a spirit really have that ability or whether it was something else like a demon or something a little stronger that had the ability to really get in there and potentially reach into that person or, or scare them in such a way that a spirit really can't. Hmm. So there was some speculation over that. Interesting. So after Sir Robert, there were reported sightings of an entity or entities that, um, they had some really wild descriptions. It was described as a shadow man, uh, a blob of mist, a collection of shadows, and even a slimy ooze with claws and tentacles that made sloppy noises as it traveled. So the thing, whatever it was, uh, it was said to drive people mad just by looking at it. And there were two such reports. One was of a maid that uh, went there to clean and was found wildly insane. And she had to be committed. And she just lost her mind. She was there for a couple of hours and just lost her mind. First day on the job. Poor girl. And there's another one of another nobleman who spent the night, but he was found drooling and nonsensical the next day. And I I saw something like three different noblemen and all these high important people, high ranking important people. And I'm going, gee, there sure are a lot of noblemen staying here. But then I remembered that it's in an affluent part of town. It's not going to be poor people, not commoners. Mm -hmm. Hi, Emmett. He wants to be a part of my story apparently yeah so uh from 1859 until the early 1870s a man named thomas myers lived there and so he's the only one that i could find that was actually a real person supposedly he was about to be married and he'd been preparing the house with all the nice fancy um ritzy stuff that you want for your wife right to make it not a bachelor pad essentially But she left him before the wedding and he was so heartbroken that he became a recluse. And basically he never saw anybody again the rest of his life. He shut himself up for years. So he moved into one tiny room in the house and he only ever came out of it at night. So he would wander the house with a candlestick at night by himself. People on the street would look and see him passing by the windows in the flickering light and apparently he was known to just kind of moan and cry and wail. Yeah. So people just thought this place is seriously fucked. I guess it was like. that would his... be
1: creepy to, to see or witness.
0: Yeah. Oh, Otto just joined me. I guess his, I think it was his niece who knew him said that she thinks that that's where the idea of this plane, this place being so haunted came from was from her. Uncle, she said he was just kind of weird and not all there. And if you went by the house in the middle of the night, you would definitely think that there's something going on.
1: Right, it's not often that you see somebody just walking and yeah. moaning.
0: Could you imagine standing out? You're walking by the street and you see the flickering light and this dark figure, and you hear, ah, ah.
1: yeah, yeah, you, you know like, that. oh, that's a person moaning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's just some poor guy who never got married. He's right. sad. So the house fell into disrepair because he's not doing anything to take care of it. And there was a court summons that was issued uh, because the owner hadn't paid any taxes. Because I think he- Myers was actually renting or leasing. It wasn't like he didn't own it. He mm-hmm. rented it. Okay. Um, but the magistrate excused the charges because Myers lived in a haunted house. A, quote, haunted house. It was known as a haunted house. So he excused the charges. And this is all on record. So that's real. So Mr. Myers... Stop eating that. Hey, not food. Knock it off. Mr. Myers stayed in the house, basically just slowly losing his mind, until 1874, when he died at the age of 76. Which is sad. He spent all that time alone. He was there from 1850... uh, 1859 till 1876 so almost 20 years i imagine he probably got that house right around the time that he was going to get married so didn't you say
1: that he had it before
0: uh it just said that he was trying to convert it he was prepping it so i don't know if he bought it for his wife and was trying to get it all nice and perfect for the bride to be because it's a really pretty place
1: what a bitch
0: why if you don't love somebody.
1: Well, you got to wait until just before your marriage. She didn't leave before. him at the altar. Right. It could
0: have been worse. But yeah, don't he was Don't you know that broken. you don't love
1: somebody by the time that you get engaged?
0: What? What did you say?
1: Don't you think you'd know that you don't love somebody by the time you get engaged?
0: You got to think that that's a different time, though. There were probably a lot of social pressures, and her family may have played a role in that. It might not have just been her. It may have been her family was like, hey, we found somebody more well-off that we're going to marry her off to. Women did not get a huge amount of say in that kind of thing. In that
1: case, they're a bunch of bitches.
0: Damn it, Otto. There's more. So there were several more supposed deaths. But the last one, um, I just kind of skipped it because there were so many of them. It was just too much to talk about. But the last one occurred on Christmas Eve of 1887. Two sailors, Edward Blunden and Robert Martin, were on leave and they didn't have any money to stay anywhere, so they wandered around looking for an empty building. Because what's the wisest thing to do? Let's break and enter and squat in a property because we're broke. So guess which uninhabited building was around their area at the time?
1: Ooh, not the haunted house.
0: It was the haunted what? house. What? <laughs> They found fifty Berkeley Square and they decided to go ahead and break in and stay there for the night and they went up to the second floor. Boom boom boom.
1: But not the fourth floor.
0: Yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe the two floors are seriously haunted. I don't know. Really, really? So Martin passed out. Is he eating our rice eating crispy tree? <laughs> <laughs> that cat yeah. is like- freaking garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a goat. We didn't we need to get ours anything. replaced. We'll just throw it on the ground and let him take care of it. He wants the, the Rice Krispie treats, but he didn't want the taco meat from earlier. He was like, no, thank you. I'm too good for that.
1: Right? That's peasant food.
0: Mm-hmm. He can't even taste sweet. Cats can't taste sweet the way that we can. Well,
1: maybe he's different.
0: Weirdo. So they go, they stay on the second floor. Martin passes out. Blunden was less... Com- he he wasn't comfortable with where they were at. He kept hearing footsteps in the hallway and he said... He's going in the
2: sink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crazy. And something that was making wet noises until their door eventually opened and a dark shapeless form came in. So this is the point where Martin woke up and he sees Blunden being strangled by a huge tendril monster.
1: An octopus.
0: So yeah, I think it's kind of like when people say that shadows look like tendrils and it's...
1: Like the uh, Harry Potter things.
0: You mean the Dementors? Yeah. No, not quite like that. He's going back for more. I didn't even think there was anything left in that dish there for him really he isn't. to eat.
1: <laughs> There's some marshmallows and like crumbs.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well. Anyway, so he sees his buddy being strangled. And being the good friend that he is and the well trained military man, he's like, fuck this, and he gets the hell out of there. And he leaves Blunden behind and he busts out of the house, goes running down the street until he finds a police officer and he tells the police officer his story. So they both go back to check on Blunden. And this is where reports kind of vary about what they found. But in all of them, Blunden was dead. In A few versions he's found on the pavement outside. Some said that he tripped, then died of fright as he was running away. Um, Others said that he had been thrown from the second floor window. um, Which to me didn't make any sense. Falling from the second floor window, jumping from the second floor window, or being thrown and then dying. I've jumped from a second floor window. It hurts, but you ain't going to die unless you land solely on your head.
1: Well, I mean, if you don't have the strongest of bones, if you land on your feet, and they break and go through the rest of your body. I've you jumped from a second die. floor window. Okay, you were also 14 years old You can throw babies old, out of
0: second floor windows and it's not great. They're
1: elastic.
0: <laughs> babies are you aren't tried made of throwing rubber. a baby out of a second <laughs> floor window? They are made of rubber, man. Those kids bounce, I swear. <laughs> don't do this at home. Seriously, it's not an experiment. Just take our word for it. Unfortunately, you will find out because children test this for you. It's not worth testing on your own. Anyway, so yeah, uh, on the pavement, possibly tripped, possibly thrown. And then in another version that was really kind of gross, they found him mauled and dismembered in the basement or impaled on a fence spike at the front of the house, which is maybe another version of him being thrown from the window because the fence spike's... This townhouse is right up against the road, right up against the sidewalk, right up against the road. So that fence is really right there. Really, really. Okay, so think about the end of the edge of our sidewalk, the outside edge. New York. Yeah, like that. It's exceptional. It's maybe three feet, five feet. Not very far. Anyway, where was I? In. Almost every story of death related to the property, the deceased were found with their faces twisted in fear. So, and that was that was the same thing with London. They were all just so afraid that they they ended up with these twisted faces, and it made me think of all the horror movies, like The Ring, where their faces end up all distorted and nasty, which to me is so gross. That's nightmare inducing. I can't.
1: <laughs> More so than mirrors
0: nasty faces yeah there's something about it your face just isn't supposed to look like that and when you see that kind of terror on a person it it, it creates terror in you you know sure <sighs> whatever <clears throat> thanks for your support the house was I can't eventually- relate <sighs> the house was eventually bought by the mags brothers in the 1930s who were book dealers of like um the antiquarian books I think if i'm saying that correctly i might not Where be are those? old books hmm. antiquated ancient antique which um i looked it up it looks like they're still operating there today um people don't really experience hauntings there anymore i think the hauntings really stopped after blunden was thrown from the building or whatever happened to him uh but supposedly the employees are still forbidden from entering the second floor, or the attic, depending on which well, Maybe source. that's why there's
1: no more hauntings.
0: Maybe. So most of the stories, most of these look like they're works of fiction, and there's a lot of speculation that they were possibly created by a writer that had lived there or stayed there for a time in the building. But they might... They could even just be urban legend that, that's been collecting and picking up new stories and fresh versions as time went on. Right. Especially if um, Mr. Myers was odd enough or like the the reportings of adelaide going way way back to 1789 or something there were obviously already reportings of hauntings in this place so maybe it picked up that reputation and then people just built on it over the years
1: and maybe there's just a few you know miscommunications because people didn't know how to write until 1788 so it was still pretty new then
0: yeah 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 you have a good point never know hmm It's like reading kindergarten scribblings when you go back there.
1: Right. They were still using wide spacing. They didn't develop college rule yet.
0: Mm, Yeah. So the only person that I could confirm for sure was Mr. Myers. And poor guy died sad and alone. So. But his story was really sad. Yeah. And that's, that's the end of my haunted house in London.
1: Well, thank you, Mazan, for sharing.
0: Thank you, London, for that story. Cause they were some reading through it. They were creepy. I didn't go into all the description that they did, but how some freaky shit.
1: Oh, Emily goes first, biatch. That's how you feel.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> like my board?
1: <laughs> a little punk.
0: I have a board that makes sure that we hits all hits. Makes sure that we hits all of our important stuffs. Correct. And yes, Emily goes first, Biatch.
1: Fuck you, too.
0: Shall we take a bathroom You've just break? been in a mood to, you need to refresh hurt your drink. my
1: feelings today, haven't you? Uh,
0: feelings is? Did you say feelings is?
1: No, I said feelings.
0: Uh huh, you said feelings is.
1: You're hearing what you want to.
0: Whatever, okay. Cue
1: elevator. I had to air dry my butt.
0: That takes a little while. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I was thinking? We didn't tell them what good parents we are. We didn't tell them about the warning that we've given the children when we go out for walks and they get too close to sewer drains. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: If y'all are not aware, there are these things called sewer clowns Mm -hmm. and they exist purely to terrorize little children
0: Mm -hmm. and they will try to lure little children to the sewers and so we informed our children very matter-of-factly not to get too close to the sewers and if they saw someone or heard a voice coming from the sewer that they needed to avoid it. So now they avoid sewers and we don't have to worry about them slipping down there breaking their ankles because they're worried about sewer clowns.
1: They still look, though. They, they look, over. but they,
0: they definitely don't walk up to them and play around them the way that they were, were before. Yeah. But now they they're tell... They're obsessed with sewer clowns. They tell everybody about sewer clowns. It's so funny. They
1: tell everybody everything about their lives. We need <laughs> That's to, to be... Yeah, that's fair. Pull that to a little.
0: <laughs> the Cat's fighting again. Yeah.
1: So... My story has, it seems like, quite a bit in common with yours. There's a lot of things that were similar. Just things that happened. Yeah. So I chose Monte Cristo in Australia.
0: Ah, you went overseas too.
1: You did. So in January of 1876, Christopher William Crawley and Elizabeth Crawley gained ownership of roughly. 520 acres of land under the Robertson Act of 1861.
0: Crawley? Like creepy Crawley? Yeah. Okay.
1: Through years of just scraping by with farming, the Crawley's fortune changed when the Great Southern Railway opened up. He built a railway hotel directly across from what would become a popular and highly traveled railway station. So he must have got wind that this thing was coming through town.
0: Mm-hmm. And That's pretty smart. I mean...
1: Yeah. Um, At the time, the village had consisted of just the hotel, a railway store, and a few homes scattered, across, scattered about the town in New South Wales, Australia.
0: Wait, so that's all there's, there is in the town? How are they going to supply the hotel?
1: With people traveling.
0: Yeah, but you have to have... People working there to take care of the travelers. You have to have food to feed the travelers. There
1: was like a pub and there was homes. There was people there.
0: Okay. So it's more de- a little more developed than that. But still a small town? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it sounded like it was like four houses in a hotel.
1: <laughs> no. It's just outside of Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga? W-A-G-G-A. I thought that was funny.
0: W E. A G G A. That just sounds like Wagaga.
1: There's no it's not a Giga. Wagga? Wagga.
0: You said Wagga Wagga.
1: Yeah, it's Wagga Wagga.
0: Oh, so it's repeated? Yes. Oh. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Finally. Shut up.
1: The wealth of the Crawley family increased dramatically, owning almost all of what is now present day June. At his best, it's J-U-N-E-E. Junior maybe. This newfound wealth and social status called for a homestead that would pair properly. Monte Cristo, which literally means Mount of Christ, was built in 1884.
0: Boy, they were a little high and mighty, weren't they? Right. Christ lives with us.
1: He he had donated a bunch of money. He seemed very religious to... Uh, fund the construction of a church um, he like he, he wasn't just all about himself he did quite a bit with his money too
0: mm-hmm. charitable
1: right prior to the construction the crawleys had lived in a small brick cottage which is now referred to as the original homestead it was built in 1876 and had become the kitchen and servants quarters of their new property so they kind of had this parcel of land where they're where they used to live and then they just kind of kept adding to it
0: when they got super rich right yeah must be nice no kidding can we do that someday can we be that kind of rich
1: i don't want to have servants huh i don't want servants
0: i don't want servants either but i wouldn't mind having somebody so what that children helps clean.
1: are for
0: yeah they won't clean i'm gonna have to clean up everything yeah i'm just saying <laughs> that's
1: A slab hut on the premises had now become a stable to hold the prized racehorses that Crawley had owned. There was also a dairy and a wood ballroom, which was constructed directly behind the old homestead. It was a a gigantic property. It was envisioned as the greatest home of the region, succeeding in succeeding in becoming the ultimate status symbol. It was the center of local power and sat atop a hill. To keep an eye on his realm.
0: <laughs> yeah, back to the high and mighty. Mm-hmm. You might be religious and you might be charitable, but to keep an eye on your realm, like you well, rule over the place. I mean, to
1: be fair, he pretty much owned the whole town.
0: <sighs> Sounds like the Scots here. What'd Nick Scott, say? the Nick, the oh. Scott family. Yeah. Buttheads. Right. Never working for them. Bleh.
1: Bleh. Miss Crowley is remembered as being like Queen Victoria and usually wore a black lace dress, lace cap with a stand-up beaded collar and lace cap. Oh, so she was
0: super prude. Yeah. Queen Victoria was known for being super uptight.
1: Right. She ruled the house of seven children with an iron fist and with her husband appeared to be the quintessential Victorian couple. But as was often the case case perceptions were misleading staff would later recount that stories of harsh mistreatment by their employers which spawned many ominous legion- legends which still continue today on December 14th of 1910 William Christopher Holly, at the age of 69 died due to heart failure from blood poisoning Holly. Crawley
0: you definitely said Holly.
1: you trip man it was caused by a carbuncle on his neck becoming infected f- from rubbing against his starched collar. What
0: the fuck is a carbuncle? Like a boil. Ew, ew! Your starched collar is that bad that a lesion. That is so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that had to smell so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine somebody walking up to you with one of those and be like, Come here, baby, give me a kiss,
1: suck on my neck, no. Leg it."
0: <laughs>
1: it seemed like he had this, like the, um, the lesion before, and like, then why don't you go it see got somebody and get that treated from rubbing it on? Yeah, right. You're a trillionaire, pretty much. Yeah,
0: go get that fucking get there. I'm sure there are doctors to look at this, or you know that maybe this thing is rubbing on it, creating some irritation. Do something about it.
1: Maybe you just didn't care. Who knows? So it is said that Elizabeth never got over her husband's death, spending the rest of her life in the house.
0: It sounds like the Willoughbys. Oh, you, that's right. You didn't watch that movie with me, yeah. the kids, the parents that were so in love with each other, but they hated their children. They just hated kids, and they were awful, awful people. But they were madly in love with each other. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah.
1: And this is where it was similar to your story. She spent the rest of her days in the house. She never left. Wow. The second floor box room was converted into a chapel and she immersed herself in the Bible.
0: Box room?
1: Like A storage room.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: She had reportedly only left the house twice before she passed away 23 years later on August 12th of 1933 at the age of 92. Wow. they yeah. lived a long life. Well, yeah. she
0: did. Hmm? She lived a long life.
1: Yeah. What'd you say after that? She dead? Yeah. Well, die.
0: She lived a long life.
1: And then you said she did.
0: No, I said they lived. And then I said, well, wait, she lived a long life. I backed it up. Because they didn't live. He ain't living.
1: She living. Yeah. But she dead.
0: Now she dead.
1: Her death was due to heart failure caused caused by a ruptured appendix. The home had remained in the Crawley family until 1948 when the last members left the property. The house remained empty only under the care of some caretakers until 1963 when Reginald and Olive Ryan, who restored the property and turned it into a museum, antique store, and tourist attraction, being advertised as Australia's most haunted house
0: wait so they were the ones that advertised it as the most haunted house yeah i wonder if it was known already as the most haunted house there
1: was a lot of people who said it's like even the most haunted place in the southern hemisphere let alone australia really yeah.
0: that's crazy that's an interesting story to pick yeah.
1: so at one point a maid serving the home had plummeted to her death on the front steps from the upstairs balcony What? She was supposedly pregnant with Mr. Crawley's child. It is unknown if she fell off or was possibly thrown off by Elizabeth, his wife. Yeah. Well, he might have. To try and cover it up.
0: He might have thrown her off too if he didn't want everybody knowing that he was fathering children outside of wedlock.
1: Yeah, maybe. So the remains of a bleach stain are still on the steps there from cleaning up the blood. Oh, that's sad. And there's a little plaque. A stable boy had burned to death in his bed by the hands of his master. It was a straw bed. His master lit it on fire. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: His ma... So, was that Mr. Crawley?
1: I'm guessing it was... um Like his supervisor.
0: His supervisor lit him on fire? Yeah. That's fucked up. Right. It's just a kid?
1: A stable boy. Didn't say an age, but boy, I imagine. Yeah, he is thought to haunt the coach house. There was a mentally disabled man named Harold, who was the son of one of the housekeepers. He was chained up in the caretaker's cottage for over 40 years.
0: Chained for 40 years? Yes. What the fuck? Who are these people?
1: So, These there are the was a wealthy picture
0: people that are so well thought of
1: well, it was I, I don't know if it was um kind of encouraged by the Crowleys the Crawleys, to chain him up because he was mentally disabled or if it was the mother's decision, but um, so there was a picture online somebody who had visited the property, and you can see the the chain still there. And where it had fastened into the wall, it looked like it was fastened from the outside, so through the brick, it's like worn away. Like he was going up and down Ugh. on it, so did a deep groove through the the brick wall.
0: That is so sad. Yeah,
1: he was found curled up at the feet of his dead mother, and was then sent to a home for the insane, and shortly died thereafter.
0: That is awful. Yeah. Ah, oh. remember when we did the um haunted hospitals episode yeah. and i did bedlam Bethlehem royal hospital mm-hmm. and there was the one prisoner that had been chained up for like 12 years or something that is nothing on 40 years yeah. although to be fair what they were doing in Bethlehem was they were yanking that chain and dragging him across the floor it sounds like this guy was just kind of
2: well,
0: it was a but short chain like still, i mean yeah
1: he couldn't get his own food his own water
0: that's fucking. But that's awful. how the
1: mentally disabled were treated.
0: That is so monstrous. Yeah. I don't like that.
1: No, it's pretty fucked up.
0: That makes me sad.
1: Also, in the cottage, uh, apparently, in the 1960s, there was a caretaker who was shot and killed by a local boy, who got inspiration to do so after watching the film Psycho three times.
0: Why he doesn't shoot anybody in Psycho, does he? No, it's knives. Why would you shoot somebody? He comes in with a knife.
1: That's what movies do to the youth, man. But
0: how would that inspire you to shoot somebody?
1: Well, just murderous. I've never watched the film. I don't know, but...
0: Alfred Hitchcock. I used to love the classics, man.
1: Yeah. The Crawley's youngest child, a baby girl named Magdalena... Died in a fall down the stairs. It is speculated that her nanny may have dropped her on purpose. There were some other things saying that the nanny um, told them that the baby was like pushed from her hands, pried open from her hands by something. Uh-huh. There wasn't much, at least I could find, on a chronological event. Dude,
0: people just scale of, of when all these things
1: happened, um, except for the that woman getting killed by the kid who watched psycho um but from what i got from it it seemed like a lot of these things happened while obviously i mean the the maid who was pregnant they all happened while the crawley still owned it Mm -hmm. so there may have been some haunting but yeah seven kids i'm sure that nanny was like fuck this they don't need any more i'm tired of it
0: that's a lot of death right in one place no In a short amount of time, really.
1: Yeah, less than 100 years. Yeah. Shortly after the Ryans had purchased the property.
0: He's trying to attack I know. the button on the door. <laughs> Look
1: short- at him. I know. He does that a
0: lot. <laughs> Otto, come here, bud.
1: Shortly after the Ryans purchased the property, after returning from picking up building supplies, they pulled up to the home to see every window and door illuminated with bright streams of light, which was weird because the house had no electric. They told their kids to stay in the car and to go investigate. As they approach the home, the lights vanish and no one is found inside.
0: This was in the 1960s?
1: Uh, they bought it in 63.
0: There was no electric? Well, maybe the electricity was off. They just bought was it. I off. mean, it yeah, was left yeah.
1: abandoned. One evening, one of the Ryan's daughters goes to check on her little brother, who is sleeping. She sees an elderly man in old-fashioned clothes.
0: Hang on a second. I got a cat up here. Get your butt down. Come on. You don't want that. You don't like liquor. At least not as far as I'm aware. You just chilling? I think he's chilling. So an old-fashioned man. She
1: runs yeah. screaming, calling for help, but when the parents come back, no one is there. When the boy later found out about all these things that were happening, he moved out of the main house to a different bedroom, saying that he always felt like someone was watching him in that room. There are footsteps that are often heard on the balcony where the pregnant maid had fell to her death. People often feel very dizzy and unstable whilst walking across it, almost as if the floor is slanted one way or another.
0: Yeah, well, it might be. It might be. That's pretty common with mm-hmm. old buildings. Shifting foundations.
1: But, I mean, getting dizzy also. Like suddenly when you walk out.
0: Okay, so I've been in some places where the floors are slanted enough that you, you can't really see it visually with your naked eye, but you can feel it just from the way it throws off your mm-hmm. your balance, and it can make you dizzy. Mm-hmm.
1: The figure of a woman in a period dress has been seen walking along the veranda to the blood-stained steps where she fell. Where the maid fell.
0: Otto just really wants to be a part of this tonight.
1: You're not going to fit are you through there.
0: You're You are way too big. Yes,
1: I am. Sounds of growling and hissing come from the caretaker's
2: cottage. Mm-mm. Um, growling? So a lot
1: of people said that... Um, Harold, the mentally disabled guy who was chained up, Mm -hmm. he would spend the nights up, um, like howling, like a dog, like an animal, Hmm. um, and just screaming in the middle of the nights.
0: God, that's haunting during life.
1: And there would be local kids who would come by because there was, you know, like the legend in the town was that there was some monster that was kept in the cottage. So the kids would come to try to investigate it and he would often just growl and hiss at them until they would go away. But these sounds are still heard today coming from the cottage.
0: That would that would be freaky. That would be uncomfortable to hear that.
1: Right.
0: I'd probably nope the fuck out of there. If yeah. I heard that.
1: There are also sounds of clank, clanking chains which are said to warn those of his approach. I could see him being angry. But yeah,
0: that's a horrible life to live.
1: Absolutely, 40 years. Yep.
0: No person should be treated like that. Nope.
1: So in 1999, the Australian Ghost Hunter Society, which is now the Castle of Spirits Paranormal and, and Entity Research Group, visited Monte Cristo. They had a pretty lengthy
2: article.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So I try to just draw a few things from it. They had entered the drawing room. Everyone had a stranger, atypical feeling walking in. Some of the more sensitive people in the group picked up on several spirits and energies there. Most picked up on a man that was standing at the small table looking out the window. They left and returned, but the cold feeling was gone. What you doing?
0: I'm doing a live video. Of course you are. Look, he's so cute. Going what? live on Instagram. This is why you should follow us on Instagram. Sneak peek. Sneak peeks.
1: A cupboard in the girls' room. Uh, <laughs> a cupboard in the girls' room opened suddenly and unexpectedly on its own when they were inside. That'd be creepy.
0: Wait. So there were girls in a bedroom and the, cover- the like the closet opens up? No. He said a cupboard in the girls' room opened up while they were inside. In the girls' room. Yeah.
1: The daughter's room. Yeah. The group was in there. There weren't girls in there.
0: Oh, okay. Now I'm falling.
1: Too interested in your damn Instagram live.
0: Shut up. Be nice.
1: A few from the group snuck up to the chapel to place a recording vice. Recording device in. Recording vice. Recording vice. Oh. This was during dinner. They were on a tour, because his family does tours now, the Ryan's family. Mm -hmm. They had heard inexplicable tapping and the sounding of a chair rocking. The tapping would get faster and louder whenever a tour group had passed by it. During the night, um, close to the witching hour, the group had ventured to other buildings on the property. There was a general feeling of discomfort and unease the whole night. When approaching the stable, two members started to smell something burning
0: yeah the, the kid the stable, the stable boy. boy
1: they had taken photos but nothing was captured uh, but they made comment to how it was very cold especially around the legs and their feet one person saying that he could feel something down low
0: Ooh, that would be really weird and uncomfortable yeah what do you feel like something crawling around your feet right
1: Later in the night, two of the men had again ventured out to the caretaker's cottage. They both witnessed a green glow above them on the roof, and both were so frightened by the experience that they left immediately.
0: Just a green glow? Yeah. That would be... Yeah, how do you really explain that? There aren't too many lights in life that create that kind of... that you keep in your house.
1: Right. And they had brought an EMF with them, too. They didn't really say much about it other than they were capturing um, high readings emitting from the bed in the boys' room and around one of the the guys of the group. And the boys' room, I guess, had been a scene of many strange hauntings.
0: The boys' room? Because they, they had seven kids. Yeah. That's,
1: I don't know. I don't know if this is re- referencing the...
0: The Crawley's or the, the Ryan's? The Ryan's. Yeah. Yeah. They both How had many kids do the Ryan's have? Like
1: four or five, I think.
0: Could you imagine your parents were like, hey, guys, just so you know, we bought this haunted location. We're all going to go live there and we're going to put on tours during the day. Right. Mm-hmm. That would suck.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the guys in the group had said that they, um, during dinner, they were there for like three nights mm-hmm. or three, three or four nights. Um, during dinner, he would see, I don't know if he was a psychic or just someone who claimed to be really sensitive. Don't, don't remember. But he said that he would see Miss Crawley peeking in the room to see who was there. And she mm-hmm. always seemed very angry that there were people in the house upsetting her.
0: Well, cause she was kind of an angry woman to begin with, wasn't she? Yeah. Like an uptight
1: prude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what a delightful person!
1: No kidding. So that is Monte Cristo.
0: That's a spooky place. Sounds like they have a lot going on there.
1: A lot of it seemed like. Not that there isn't. I mean, there was obviously a lot of, you know, stuff that was accounted, mm-hmm. deaths, and misfortunes that occurred here. Not that it couldn't be haunted but it seems that this family really is trying to profit off of that as much as possible so they might be
0: blowing it out of proportion
1: right and they there was um some reporters in australia who said who who went on a tour there it was like an hour-long tour she said that they kind of like usher you through it so first they take you through the the shop Mm-hmm. the antique shop that they have and there's
0: the things s- you can buy that we sell here right
1: and they set up the house to be very like so it looks like there's still people living there mm-hmm. they set it up in just a very creepy way where it kind of just gives off that, bi- that vibe you know like they put those those old rag dolls on the beds and stuff You and, no. and you can actually I think it's like $140 a night or something like there you can stay there uh, overnight yeah
0: I don't know that I would want to do that. I wouldn't. There's a part of me that really wants to, but there's a part of me that thinks I'd rather do investigations somewhere Than where just I'm up sleep. I don't think I could sleep in a place like that. Right.
1: The the reporter had said that she was there with her friend and she she woke up in the middle of the night because she felt something like a breeze across her foot. Mm -hmm. Um, but she just chalked it off to be a figment of her imagination. But then she woke up a little while later and the person that she was there with was, was screaming and kind of murmuring like she was having a nightmare. So she went over and woke her up and she, then when the, when the woman woke up, she said that there was, you know, like a heavy weight on her chest for 10 or 15 seconds or something like that. Um, and they didn't, of course, didn't fall asleep for the rest of the night. Who the fuck
0: could? Remember when I did the... Uh, when we did Haunted Vacations and I did Borviknet? Borviknet? In uh, Sweden?
1: Oh, yeah. With and, the family who was burying the people in the backyard. So.
0: Yeah, the husband that buried a wife in the backyard. Yeah. And and the, there were people that reported that kind of feeling on their chest. or so the woman that woke up in the middle of the night and found... Three women sitting across from her crying and she was like, nope. Right. Kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. wonder if it's a kind of specific type of haunting, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't really know that much about hauntings. Yeah. I find them fascinating, but I'm not highly educated on them. So I don't know.
1: But another so, thing that the Ryans had done, part of this promenade through the, the home... Is they have you they take you over the steps where the woman had fallen and they had a picture like there's clear bleach stains there. I don't know if they re bleach it. Just I would to make imagine it look more convincing. Right. I would imagine it wouldn't take very long for those steps to get dirty again.
0: Yeah, well I mean you'd probably still be able to they might keep it clean. Like if they power wash it or something.
1: Yeah, but I mean power washing cleans concrete pretty well. It's not like concrete soaks up stains, unless it's oil and stuff.
0: But bleach might affect it. It would clean
1: it, but I don't... Whatever, but...
0: I've never bleached concrete. I can't really say.
1: So they take you over the steps, and then they have you knock on the door of the main building.
0: So they're trying to get you kind of... Psyched
1: up. yeah, Yeah, right off the bat. And then she said that there was, like, an old woman who, like, abruptly opens the door and as soon as you knock on it and tells you to come in and then they start taking you through the place and
0: well it's a show right it's what these ghost tours do anywhere
1: yeah
0: put on a show
1: interesting nonetheless yeah yeah I,
0: I think it'd be cool to go visit i don't know that i'd want to stay
1: do I have pit scenes
0: no not today cool not at the moment uh, anyway you are so sexy
1: I hope a billion people saw that.
0: There's nobody watching us. That's
1: alright. <laughs> Was there ever?
0: Yeah, we've had people watch. Just not.
1: Tonight. They saw my ugly mug and they're
0: like Yeah, right. Oh thanks. So those are I think I think those are our haunting stories for tonight. Yep. Our haunted houses in Australia and England.
1: Both went foreign tonight.
0: We did. We went overseas. So don't forget. If you're enjoying the show, please rate and review us. It does a lot to help get us out there more, uh, Gets a, brings us up in the ranks. And then really important is tell your friends, get other people listening, help us grow.
1: Add us on Facebook. It's just Drink Drunk Dead.
0: Same thing on Instagram and Twitter. We post memes. We do post memes. We have like Pretty funny. 200 some odd followers now. Yeah if anybody actually pays attention to any of our posts though that's the thing
1: that is the thing
0: it is you can send your stories to us if you want us to read them on the podcast or if you just want to chat about them chit chat just have a little chit chat you made fun of me last time for that you asked me how old i was or something <laughs> you're proud of yourself you've already arm. been
1: talking about bingo and what else was it
0: I When I went to see the doctor today, she asked me what your phone number was and I was, I said if it was in the 1990s, I would have had it memorized, but I don't anymore. Because <laughs> you had to memorize everybody's phone number in the 90s yeah. and you had those little phone books. Did you
1: see what your well, phone ad- number was?
0: No. Yours for contact number. Oh. Emergency contact.
1: Yeah.
0: So I said, I don't know. I have to look it up.
1: <laughs> I remember your phone number.
0: I know you do. I remember some numbers if I'd use them over and over, but I never had to with yours. You were just so needy. I never had to look me. you up.
1: Yeah, because that's how that works.
0: Uh huh. You always came to me. I didn't have to go looking for mm. you.
1: <laughs> oh, how the tables are about to turn.
0: Anyway, you can send your stories or you can just shoot us, an email we'd also like to hear maybe some of the things that you would like to hear on the show is there a specific topic that you'd like us to cover so you can send those to us at drink drunk dead podcast at gmail.com
1: i was supposed to do the com. you better shape up next week
0: so needy
1: you better shape up next week
0: whatever thank you for listening we love you we appreciate you we know that you're paying attention and you tune in every week and we look forward to i don't know seeing that you tune in next week i don't know where i was going with that thought we'll end it now we look forward to
1: your likes and follows
0: (laughs) yeah follow us sometimes we're interesting
1: right shall shall we we raise a a toast toast to to our our ghosts
0: ghosts? oh that was a loud one
1: the loud one
0: yeah that was a loud one